Hey friends, welcome to It's All In My Head, where I talk to people about their experiences with mental health in a real, raw, and vulnerable way. I'm here to share stories that connect us to others in the way that mental health shows up for us, the challenges that we face, the stuff that gets us through, and perhaps most importantly, how we remain resilient. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Hey, Sisu Squad, welcome back to It's All in My Head. Um, It's been a little bit, like a month since I've pushed out a new episode, which feels crazy to me. Um, But I think that that just goes to show that the nature of where I'm at today, where we're at today, is a lot. And sometimes we just need to honor that. So guess who's back? Back again, again, again. Guess who's back, back, back. Tell your friends, friends, friends. Yeah, that's right. I did just quote Eminem. I feel like I do that in every episode, but today's episode is going to be a little bit different other than quoting Eminem. Um, That's right. It's just me, myself, and my anxiety. Mic'd up and chatting with your ear holes? I don't know. That was weird, maybe. Anywho, so yeah, it's another short, short episode, another solo episode, and it's been almost a year since my last one, I think. Um... If you've been listening since the beginning of It's All In My Head, you know that these episodes are called short shorts because, well, they're not a full-length episode. And also, what else would I possibly call a solo episode? (laughs) So, it's just me today, and I wanted to share some updates and really just have a candid conversation with myself for all of you to hear, maybe? Because sometimes I think it's really healthy for us to check in with ourselves. And something that I'm learning is that I don't do well in silence or in situations where I'm by myself. So I'm going to try challenging myself. And yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. Yes, I'm recording at night, so I'm a little tired. I say night, it's like seven o'clock. Yeah, but it's after a full day of work and I'm a little tired, but we're going to roll with it. So here we go. I don't normally prepare notes for episodes with guests, however, Ever, I did put together a few notes, mostly just to keep my rambunctious brain from bouncing all over the place, um, because I do have a lot to share, and I'm anxious all the time, obviously, so I just wanted to kind of keep myself in order here. So if it feels a little, like, more fluid, less fluid, I don't know, a little bit more structured than usual... It's because I am kind of like looking at my notes here, uh, which I don't normally do. So 
we're just gonna see how it goes and you all tell me if you hate this episode or if you love this episode or if you just think I'm a fucking freak like I do. So yes, I feel like I've said so a lot. Is that true? I don't know. Tell me in the comments after you listen to this because I'm obviously not going to edit this episode. So that means it's just going to be straight up me being a fucking crazy person. Anywho, let's start out first things first. I've made myself pretty clear at this point that I don't have a guest for today's episode and I didn't publish an episode as regularly scheduled two weeks ago. So you've been out my, you've been without my voice, my scratchy, loud, rah-rah, nails on chalkboard voice for like far too long. So I'm coming back. And while maybe you've all enjoyed the break, Maybe it's okay if you did. Yeah, it's totally okay if you did. I don't know. I think I enjoyed the break, if I'm being honest. But I guess that's the point that I want to make today is that like sometimes we all just need a break. And lately, I've been having a hard time lining up guests to come on the podcast. Um, And I kind of was sitting with myself thinking like, why is this happening? Why can't I get anyone on? Why are the people that I have agreed to record with all of a sudden said, no, we're said, you know, like I can't today, or this just isn't the right time. Um, and the more I've been reflecting on that and kind of sitting with it, the more I realized, I think that it's because there's a lot going on in the world right now. And we're all stressed. We're all overwhelmed. We're all uncomfortable. And sharing a mental health story in the way that my podcast does is a lot for anyone like a lot and it takes a lot of courage strength emotional capacity to be vulnerable with anyone even your intimate like close people and so to put something out there publicly through a platform like a podcast i think is unreasonable for a lot of people and so I'm realizing that part of me not having guests or having guests back out or what have you is because of the time and space in the world that we are in right now. So I'm going to just take a moment to say I respect the space that people are taking for themselves, even if it means that my show looks a little different, sounds a little different, feels a little different, changes directions, even quote unquote suffers. I don't think it will. I don't like the word suffer, but that's the first and only word that came to my mind right now. Um, Or even if I have to push pause for a bit, like I did for the last month. I think that that's okay. So... If that's where you all are at, I just want to acknowledge that. And I just want to say, we're all wading through the same shit. And I want to call on myself to be better at listening and to be better at understanding where people are at, because not everyone is as open a book as I. And I also want to use this moment to maybe call in some people who are ready and willing to share. And so if you're listening to my podcast, whether this is your first time ever listening to an episode of It's All In My Head, 
or you're a regular member, a card-carrying member of the Sisu Squad, I should really make cards for you all. Oh my gosh. I'm going to set up a merch store. Should I set up a merch store? Should I give you all cards? I'm on to something here. Anyway, this is not about merchandise right now. What am I doing? I just want to say, if you're willing to share a story with me and engage with me in conversation, now's the time. So my email, my social media, everything will be listed at the end of this episode. Just reach out and let me know. Um, I guess this is just my like call to action. I really would love to have some new guests. And I think maybe this is an opportunity to grow my guest list where like I've, you know, really just been reaching out to people that I'm connected to, but maybe this is an opportunity for me to have conversations with people that I wouldn't have reached out to on my own. So hit me up if you're interested. That was my very small, you should see my notes, in my very small segment of housekeeping, it literally says, <laughs> make space for people uncomfortable with unrest in the world right now. And we've now been talking for like 10 minutes and that is what you all got from me. So <laughs> we're off to a really great start. Oh, Lordy. Anywho. Now that I've done some light housekeeping, um, I have a few current events and items that have been keeping me busy lately, distracted, overwhelmed. I don't know really the word I'm looking for. As you can see, it's past my bedtime. Just kidding. It's really not. But I don't have the brain capacity to come up with better verbiage right now. So... I just want to share with you some of the stuff that's been happening in my life, and we're going to unpack some of it. So let's start in December, and I'm going to get deep with y'all real quick again, as I normally do. Um, so in December, I lost a very dear friend of mine to suicide. I think I have referenced Hobby's death on an episode previously, I can't remember, but I feel like I have. Um, yeah. I lost someone dear to me, though, to suicide. And as you know, I started this podcast out of my healing journey coming after a suicide that rocked my world. And I don't think I was in a place until recently to admit that post- Javi passing in December, I was doing as well as I would have let on. I think I perhaps made it appear to everyone that I was doing better than I was. Um, I at least pretended to. Um, I thought that I was doing better than I was. But I'm now in a space mentally, physically, emotionally, etc., where I'm comfortable to say and admit that I wasn't doing as well as I may have let on at that time. I'd honestly go as far as saying that I wasn't doing very well at all, like at all. And I'm gonna get into something that I guess I wasn't prepared for all of a sudden. Um, to share publicly, but I 
want to because I feel like this is a piece of me and my journey that is important and again has rocked my world and shifted me to a place where I'm now comfortable admitting the hard stuff that's keeping me down because coming out of this, I've already feel like I've grown since December and it's March 3rd. So all of that being said, that was like the world's worst intro. Oh my God, what am I saying? Anyway, all of that being said, I wasn't doing well. And this is how well I was doing. I was arrested for a DUI. Yep, that's right. I really, again, I guess I wasn't anticipating sharing this tonight. So here I am. Um, I was arrested for DUI. And honestly, like I said, it rocked my world. But it's gotten me to the point, it's now March 3rd, I'm recording on March 3rd. And so this happened two months ago at the end of December, early January. I don't even remember. Um, But it's gotten me to a point where I do feel like I'm coming out of a depressive funk. And it's because I'm forcing myself to make changes because I don't want to be in this situation again. I think that makes sense for all of you. I think. I hope so, because I don't really have a better way of describing it. Um, but yeah, that happened, and it changed my life completely, because I never in my life thought I was going to be arrested. I never in my life thought I was going to have a DUI. I never in my life thought I was going to be hiring a lawyer to pay for my court and to get me through this legal process, but it forced me to reflect on what's really going on within myself. It forced me to change therapists and go back to therapy regularly. And it forced me to be honest with both myself and the people in my close circles. So, Thank you, Close Circles, for getting me through, I guess. Um, I should share some love with you all because um, I don't think I would be doing really well uh, post-DUI without y'all. So really appreciate it. Um, I don't want to spend more time on this, though, because I guess I'm like, I am comfortable talking about it, but I don't really want to get into the nitty gritty. I don't feel like that's important the piece that I really want to focus on is like the resilience, the overcoming, the steps that I'm taking now to do better and really focus on like communities of support and advocacy. And so the other things that are getting me through right now, changing topics here, but like shining a light on what's getting me through. Like I said, my community of support. So You're amazing. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you all so much for like 
challenging me and like slapping me and saying, I'm so pissed off that you would put yourself and other people in a situation like that. Like I really owe y'all a lot because you're incredible. But the other things that are getting me through right now are my new job. I haven't left Lost and Found. I'm still doing my work with the nonprofit for suicide prevention and mental health education. But I picked up a second job and I'm now managing social media for Sioux Falls City Football Club, which is a brand new semi-professional women's soccer team. It's the first women's team in South Dakota. I'm just beyond so damn proud to be part of this group because I love soccer. I love communications. I love social media. And I love empowering people. And our club is all about providing opportunity for young women in this area where there's no other opportunities. And so I'm just, I'm really, really proud to be part of this team. And they have welcomed me in, included me, made me feel at home. And I'm just beyond grateful. And so again, between my community of support, this new job and my new therapist, I think I've been able to make these steps for myself to move forward. So that's what we're doing. We're moving forward. So I guess that brings me to the point in today's conversation where I really just wanted to like unpack some of what I've been feeling and experiencing and like learning about myself lately. And so here's where I'm going to like rely on my notes a little bit more. Um, Yeah. So through therapy, I've learned a few things. Um, The first being that I've been isolating a lot more than normal. Um, Like withdrawing into myself, into my home, not going out as much. Um, I think anxiety and depression have something to do with it for sure. But I also think that the cold, the political climate, The fact that I am not as extroverted as I once was simply because of the the PTSD and the anxiety that I'm facing right now. Um, I think all of that has been a cocktail uh, that has led me to wanting to spend a lot more time with myself and protecting my space and my energy and being with people that pour into me because I don't have the energy to pour into myself or into other people. I don't know if any of that just made sense, but that's what I wrote in my notes. And now I'm starting to question all of it. My second thing that I have learned from therapy, my therapist thinks that I'm bored um, because a major piece of my life, my social interaction has been removed by my inability to get out of this depressive spiral that I'm in. And I've never really identified as being someone that's bored. I, uh, I guess I've always just like done things. I've always loved doing things. I've always been active. And so this is a new challenge for me to be grappling with this like sense of boredom. And I didn't like take it really well at first when my therapist said that that's what she thinks it is. But Um, now that I'm like talking it through and like reflecting on it, I do think that that's a piece of it. I do miss that social element of my life. Um, 
But the question becomes, how am I filling my time? My Like that space of boredom, how am I filling my time? And what am I doing now instead of going out and socializing? And the harsh reality that I've found myself coming to is that I'm spending a lot of time watching trash TV, drinking, and getting stoned out of my mind because I just don't want to feel anything and because I'm bored. So I guess I'll take a hit or I'll have a couple of drinks. And that's not something, I mean, I've dabbled with that and I've always been kind of someone that turns to that in time of strife. I mean, like we've talked about my sobriety on my podcast before I've shared this, but I guess like it's now I'm realizing like it's not just a coping mechanism. It's like I'm turning to it because I'm bored too. And that kind of scares me a little. Like I I want to make sure that like I am not just getting into a habit of doing this just to do it. Um, And so, yeah, my therapist and I are really working through like what am I doing to combat these feelings that I'm having and also to provide some social interaction, some social exchange that gives me the emotional fulfillment that I need and that I crave without turning to substances and trash TV and just being a lethargic blob. So that leads me into marijuana use and alcohol and my therapist has told me, which I guess I've already known this. I just didn't pay any mind, but my therapist told me that marijuana use increases anxiety over time. And so the more that I use marijuana, the more anxious I'm going to become over time because that's just science and biology. But, um, I'm like creating a monster for myself by doing this. And at the same time, I've also come to the realization that I'm not ready to give it up. I don't have that intrinsic motivation to say, I don't want, I I don't want to use marijuana anymore. Like I'm not there yet. Like I still really enjoy it. And I like the feeling of being high and I like the feeling of being numb. And so I'm now grappling with that weird balance of, I know that what I'm doing is making me worse in the long run, but I'm not ready to give it up yet. And so I just don't really know what this point is or why I'm sharing this with you all, but it's something that I'm learning and yeah. And lastly, I have this void in my life where social interaction once lived. Obviously that's the whole point that I'm trying to make. Um, And I'm realizing that through this void, I've kind of made it an intentional void. Like I'm choosing to be very cautious with my time and energy and the space that I take up and the space that I allow others to take up in my life. And that has allowed me to not make, not make friends. I'm making friends, but like I'm not finding my close intimate friends that I had in Colorado that I had in Marquette, you know, I've, I've, I can always make friends and I can always like meet people and be great at it. But like, I want to hold people dear. And what I'm realizing is I don't really care to be someone that has a million friends. I care to be someone that has 
a close circle or a few close circles of people whom I love and adore and whom I want to be in my life forever. And I'm not finding those people here in Sioux Falls yet. Don't get me wrong. I love my roommates, Sadie Spencer. You're incredible. If you're listening, I adore you. You are these people. Eric, my boss, my friend, I love you. You are one of the only straight white men in my entire life. And for that, I'm so grateful because you give me a perspective that a lot of my other friends don't. And because you challenge me and I've grown a lot through my relationship with you and my neighbors, Adam and Sean, I adore you both. You're just so special to me. And Michelle, I simply don't know what I'd do without you. So huge shouts out to y'all. But I can't only spend my time by myself or with like this group of five people. And so I need to figure out what and how I bridge my boredom with my anxiety around social interaction and my cautiousness of space and time and energy. I just have to kind of blend that all together and I'm not sure how to do it. So there you have it. That's everything I put in my notes to talk about. I don't know if this episode is going to be loved or hated. I simply don't care. I want to share with you and to be real with you about what's happening in my mental health journey, because I do believe that in order for me as a host to create a good product and to create good content and a community of people that are bought into what I'm doing, you all have to also trust me and feel a sense of vulnerability and love and openness from me. And so that's what I wanted to do tonight. That's my rambling thoughts of whatever the actual fuck is going on in my mind. But to end this spiral of consciousness that I'm going on, I want to take a dramatic change of subject and say as a soccer fan and now as an employee of a women's soccer club, I was absolutely devastated this week to hear of the passing of Katie Meyer, the goalkeeper for Stanford University's women's soccer team. No cause of death has been released I don't know that I care to know. I have my assumptions based on news articles and tweets and social posts that I've read, which breaks my heart, but I don't want to add to the noise and the rumor mill. And so I won't put anything out there. However, as someone who worked in higher education and has found students and been with student, gone through the loss of students, I know the impact that this is having on the Stanford community my heart is shattering. And so I want to extend my deepest condolences to that community because I know the pain that they feel. Fuck, I thought I was going to get through this without crying. Um, I just know that pain really well. And I just, I'm sending my entire soul to that community right now. So I got to move on from this conversation or I'm going to be a blubbering mess. So because I refuse to end this short, short episode on a sad note, I want to make another drastic change of subject and 
give a huge shout out to President Biden for his State of the Union address. And I know this is getting political and I don't care what your political beliefs are. I believe that anyone as a president who prioritizes mental health and for the first time includes mental health in the State of the Union address and has two women sitting behind him as the vice president and the speaker of the house, that all collectively is a goddamn win for all of us. And so I'm choosing right now in this moment to celebrate that and to end my short short with some hope and some light. So cheers, Sisu Squad. I love you. I adore you. Thanks for listening and catch me next time. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to connect with me, you can email me at itsallinmyhat.show at gmail.com. Add me on Instagram at itsallinmyhat.show or connect with me on Twitter at allinmyhatshow.